Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Alochas. I apologize that we're off to a little bit of a late start. We're continuing in Yoridea, Chelet Sheni, Hilchas Shavuos, Halacha Beis, Paragraph Lamed Dalid. We dedicate the learning today, Le'ivo Nishmas, Yem Tefrad Bas Rabbi Shoharye, Harini Kapoas Mishkova, and for a complete Refu Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Michal Esther Bas Ruhia, Gitigenendel Bas Sipoira, Libalea Bas Sipoira, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, David Lei Ben Shena, Edith Bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora Bas Hadasa, Sora Rochel Bas Yusbehendel, Sora Lea Bas Chavaliba, Avigail Brocha Bas Shira Dvoira, David Ben Behia, Shendel Bas Lea, Yaakov Yeshua Ben Freindel Rechel, Shlomanisa Ben Mazlav, Ram David Ben Chana, Miriam Esther Basorigitl, Tovietzvi Ben Chayaliza, Yehudis Ruchama Bas Chavarus, Sorry Yehudis Basora, the Soich Shar Choli Israel. Okay, now Rav Nosanzal goes into a new topic, but still connected to the halacha that we're learning. He's introducing a new topic that's still based on the same chapter of Likut Imran that this halacha is based on, and flowing with what we've been learning about. And everything we've been learning about till now is related to the topic of emes, Because the whole Yiddishkeit we've been learning is emes. The Torah is called emes. Hashem is called emes. So every mitzvah in the Torah really is measured, its quality is based on the emes with which I'm doing that mitzvah. So the mitzvah of tzedakah also, which we've said in the past, the entire Torah is called tzedakah. So tzedakah for sure has to be done with emes. Rav Nosanzal explains the real value in the mitzvah of tzedakah is based on a person overpowering their nature, overpowering the, 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 the respect and love and craving that people have for money and, and being willing to take my money and give it away to somebody else. Because Hashem definitely is capable of supporting the poor people themselves, that giving them the money they need, they shouldn't need our stock at all. And it's definitely within Hashem's power to to give and to make people wealthy and to take wealth and give it to the, to the poor people, the people who need it the most, or to give everybody wealth. All options are available to Hashem. And as the Gemara points out in Balabasra, there's a whole page or two pages there where the Gemara speaks about the topic of Tzedakah on Dafyud. What the Gemara says there, Hoyo Rabbi Meir that here, regarding this topic of tzedakah, Hashem left room for people 
who would want to avoid giving charity, they have a very legitimate excuse. What's their excuse? If you're telling me Hashem loves the poor people, and that's why Hashem loves when we help the poor people, why doesn't Hashem take care of them himself? If Hashem wanted them to have this money, why doesn't he give it to them? Why do I have to give it to them? So the Gemara says that when you get that thought in your mind, or when somebody makes this type of suggestion, answer that person, you know why? You know why Hashem created this kind of scenario where there are poor people and less poor people, and the Torah says that the less poor people are required to help the poor people. You know why? In order to save us from Gehenim. We have enough strikes against us, unfortunately, most of us, that we deserve severe punishment. And, and Hashem created this scenario, this situation, this mitzvah called tzedakah. The Gemara says, the Pesach says, tzedakah tatzil mimoves, that tzedakah saves from death. So Hashem created this type of scenario to give us a way to save ourselves. Ki iker mailas hatzedakah humashe hamomoin hu biyad he'oshir, the real, now Rav Nosson is going to get into real, clear, precise explanation of, of what the real value of Tzedakah is all about. And he says here, the real value of Tzedakah is based on the fact that the money is in the possession of the person who has it, the wealthy person. And it's easy for the person to say, this is my money, my money, my car, my house, my family, my wife, my kids, I, my, all of that stuff. Whereas when a person really believes in Hashem, and as we said an hour or two ago in the morning in our Shachris, Wealth and respect comes from you, Hashem. It's yours. And the person goes ahead and puts their own desire aside. They suppress their own desire. What do you mean? I want my money. I, I want to use my money for my things, for myself, for my family. And when a person puts that aside, they put their own will aside and they perform the will of Hashem, the koife es yitzroi hara, and the person suppresses and controls the yitzroi hara inside of them that doesn't want them to do a mitzvah. The noisein mamoinoi litzdaka, and the person gives money for charity, yoiser mitivoi, more than, is na- than comes natural for the person to give, that's the real staka. That's the real perfect staka. For a person who finds it relatively easy to give a shekel or to give a dollar, and then somebody says, but I, re- I really need the help. And the person takes out another shekel, another dollar, or $10, or whatever it is, where something inside of the person is saying, ouch, giving the dollar doesn't, doesn't hurt. Giving ten dollars, uh, that's already impinging on my on my on my money. 
as Rabbeinus all writes in Likutei Moran, in the second half of Likutei Moran, Torah Dalit, chapter 4, where he bases it on the Pasuk, where Hashem told Elianovi when Elianovi had to run for his life, because Achav, the king at the time, who was an idol worshiper, and Elianovi had given him a smack, Achav was saying, ha, ha, idols are perfectly okay. You see, we have prosperity. We have everything. Elianovi said, you have prosperity? Watch this. No more prosperity. There'll be no rain until an, an, I say there'll be rain. And sure enough, a famine broke out and everything. And Achav wanted to kill Elianovi. And Elianovi had to run and hide out in a cave. And, and the question was, how is Elianovi going to survive? Where is he going to get food from? So Hashem said to Elianovi, I have commanded the ravens to provide for you. Ravens are going to go into the kitchen of Yehoshaphat and take meat out of there, kosher, glad kosher meat, because Yehoshaphat was religious, and bring it to you and take care of you. So Rabbeinu Salavadeh Likutamani asks, why ravens? Ravens are known to be mean, achzori. Why is Hashem using ravens? And Rabbi Nezal says there that this teaches us an incredible thing about the mitzvah of tzedakah, about supporting someone else. That real tzedakah is when you have to turn on the raven inside of you. A nice guy, Jews naturally are nice guys. Of course I like to help people. Of course I don't mind giving somebody a dollar, this, that. But when a guy says, can I come to your house? Can I stay by you? Can I sleep over you? Can I eat in your house? Or there's, again, boundaries and boundaries, different levels, where it's not what comes natural to me to do anymore, to invite a person into my home. Most wealthy people, I don't want anybody in my house. And when a person it turns that raven on, the, to, to, the achzor, a person breaks the achzorius, the negativity inside of ourselves, that raven inside of ourselves, we break that. In order to give tzedakah, that's the real tzedakah. Rabbi Nezal elaborates on this over there in the beginning of that chapter on the Kutumran. Shemi nechshav. A person who naturally gives tzedakah, it comes natural and easy for them to give a certain amount of charity. That doesn't count so much. You have to be careful. We've mentioned this many times when you're learning in the Kutumran. Look what it says there. It doesn't count. Why would Rav Nassim say, what do you mean it doesn't count? It doesn't count at all. Chas v'shon. It means it's not the real, real tzedakah. Ki me'ikar hatzedakah hu bebechinas oireiv. Because one of the important major elements in the power of tzedakah is this raven element. Shehu betivoy achzori. Where the Gemara tells us a raven is naturally mean, even to its own young. It doesn't even want to share with its own young. And we, each and every one of us, has that raven inside of us. We have that certain place, that certain line where, of course I'm a nice guy. How nice are you? I can do this. What about that? No, 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 no. Give me a break. That, 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 that's going too far. That going too far, when you've gotten to there, that's when you hit the home run. That's when it's the real stucco. There's a story with one of Rabbi Nezal's, one of Rab students, if I'm not mistaken, Reb Abola, Reb Abola from Chirin. 
he was, I think, a great uh, a grandson of Rabbeinazal. And he was wealthy, really wealthy at that time among, uh, among the Breslovers, where it was very, very rare for anybody to be wealthy. And one of the very poor tzaddikim in Breslov came to him at the time and asked him for help, Reb Pinchas Yeshua. And he came in and asked him, Reb Abba said, sure, and gave him something. And Reb Pinchas ben Yeshua said, thank you and everything. He was started leaving. He got to the door and Reb Abba called him back. He felt bad a little. And he said, let me add to that. And it happened about four or five times that each time as the poor person was leaving, he called him back and wanted to give more. And Reb Avram Reb Nachman spoke about this. And he said, that's, that's what he was trying to do there. Each time he felt he gave the maximum that he wanted to give. But then he fought it over and he said, it, it doesn't hurt yet. I'm not screaming out yet. I'm going to add to it and add to it and add to it until the person feels that little bit of an ouch. Of course, this does not mean a person should give away all of their money or 50%. There are people that ask that question about how much, what, what's called ouch and how much am I supposed to give? The Gemara says, al yevazvez yoiser michoymish that under normal circumstances, a Jew should not give more than 20% of their earnings to Tzedakah. Why? The Gemara says, because we don't want more poor people. We want you to be the next poor guy who, who has to go around and collect. The Balatanya once said about that, that that's under normal circumstances. Just like under normal circumstances, a person goes to a doctor, what does it cost? $100, $200. When a person has a life-threatening illness, I don't want any GP. I want a special. What is it called? A thousand dollars. I don't care if it's five thousand dollars. Get me into that doctor. I want to see that specialist. I want him to see me. So the Balatanya said, when a person has a serious emergency, there that boundary of 20% doesn't think there a person is allowed to do whatever they need to do. But, but again, there, there, there are boundaries, there are limits, but there is this concept that when it hurts, that's when it's the real mitzvah tzedakah. Remember, there's the famous quote in Agra, that the reward, the credit for a mitzvah is based on the pain, the difficulty involved in performing the mitzvah. And especially, especially when it comes to money, which this is the ultimate idol, on the American money, it says, in God we trust. Who's the God? That's the God. That's the, the, the dollar. So the, there are people that say that the word dollar is bigimatria molek. That when, when money is, is, is when, when a person has the wrong type of attitude about money, my money, I, and when a person is using money for their own self-glorification, they want to have a bigger house and a bigger, a better car and a better, all to, to be self-serving, then it's Elile Kesef, Elile Zov. It's the worst of all the idols, of all the Avoidazoras. Rabbi Nezal says when we put him around that, that Taivas Momon has all the other time, all the Avoidazoras in the world are rolled up into one. This Avoidazora of money when it's being misused, Chas Vishon. And therefore, and therefore, a person who is to give tzedakah for real, with, with, with honesty, 
to, to a person who really deserves to be supported, to be given this help. The Hainu, what, who are we referring to here? People who are really religious and people who really serve Hashem properly. And at the same time, people who really, really need the help. They don't have certain basic things. We're not talking about any kind of luxuries or anything. We're talking about certain basic things that they need. The reward for performing that mitzvah is very, very big. Because as the Gemara says there on Baba Basra, that staka is considered like the entire Torah. As it says in the Pasuk we quoted earlier, but the Muslims I'll emphasize this here, but the main effectiveness of tzedakah is when it's being done really honestly. What does that mean? He's going to explain. Because we know the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us that Sheker its connection is from the left side, shehu bechinas hatahara, which is the term tahara. Tahara means purity. Shemishom shoyresh hishtal shelos achizas asheker. That's where the the whole the connection of sheker originates from. Shemishom ikar habechira, and that's where the whole concept of free choice comes in. Kemoi shemavur abatoyra omer biakivanal. As Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in chapter 51 in Likutei Maran, there Rabbi Nezal discusses the fact that before Hashem created the world, there was only one. There was only pure oneness. In one, there's no concept of Tuma and Tahara, good and bad. There's no such thing. The moment Hashem went ahead and created the world, now there's Hashem, and there's the Bria, there's creation, there's two. When there's two, there's the potential for good and bad, for, for darkness, light and darkness. That the concept of Tara, the concept of Tara only exists, the term Tahar only exists if there's Tuma. If there's Tuma, there's Tara. Rabbi Nezal explains this over there on Likutimran. And we know that Torah tells us in many places that money, wealth, comes from the left side. Bebechinas, as it says in a famous Pasuk in Mishlei, that in the Torah, from the right side of the Torah, we have long life. From the left side comes wealth and, and honor. And this is why the whole concept of lies and falseness and, and trickery is related mostly to money, as we see in real life. That's where you have all of this stuff. And as it says over there initially, a poor person gets, in, gets into all kinds of trickery, shrewdness, trying to find quick money or easy money. Uksiv, and there's another Pasuk there in Mishlei, al pas lechem yifsha gever, that people will do pesha, people will commit major, major crimes for bread, 
money. Because the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us money comes from the left side. And that's where sheker and trickery comes from. And that's why it's within this framework of money, that's where the Bechira of a person really is most, most prevalent and most obvious. As we see in the world, that most people forfeit their lives they lose their, their lives. They give away most of their life in the pursuit of money. And how, as the Navi cries out in Yeshaya, that people have turned away from Hashem, they're turning towards profit. Their main focus, they're not worshipping Hashem, they're worshipping money. That's the G-O-D. That's their focus. That the Shulchan Aruch begins with Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samet. I'm supposed to have Hashem in my conscience 24-7. Most people, what they have in their conscience 24-7 is money, money, money. And now, based on this understanding, now a person who takes his money, which is where the main sheker, the main Sahara is, and the person conquers the Sahara and takes that money and gives it away to Tzedakah, this is one of the most powerful blows to defeat the forces of evil, which is the sheker, which is attached to the left side, the koife smoil legabiyamin. And this person subdues and subjugates the left side, makes it subservient to the right side. That's called, that's the real perfection of holiness. And this is the ultimate purpose why Hashem created man and why he created the whole world. Because we are the only ones who have Bechira. And Bechira means there's two choices, there's good and bad. And Hashem wants the bad to exist. In order for there to be reward and punishment, there has to be good and bad. And our mission is to be able to suppress and subjugate the bad to make it subservient to the good. Just like we have a body and a soul, a guf and a neshama, the Zohar Kodesh compares it to a horse and a rider. The body is a horse, the, the neshama is the rider. The Zohar Kodesh says when they're working together, it's beautiful when the neshama is on top in control and the body is subservient to the neshama, the body is taking its instructions from the neshama, it's beautiful, they ride together. The Zohar Kodesh says try to picture a reversal by the picture, if the horse says, now we're going to switch places. Now I'm going to be on top and, and the rider is going to be on bottom. See where that's going to get you. And this is why when a person gets stuck, we can understand why Hashem credits the person as if they fulfilled the entire Torah. 
הוא רק להכניע השקר ולגלי סוימס, because this is really what the entire Torah is all about. It's about defeating the שקר and revealing the אמס. שזה תולוי ביוסר במומוים. And the place where this takes place in the most obvious, powerful way is when it comes to money, which is related to the left side. In chapter 25 in Likud Yamaran, there Rabbi Nezal speaks about the Koyach HaMedameh. He refers to the Yetzirah as the Koyach HaMedameh. And Rabbi Nezal says there <coughs> that a Jew has a, 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 a mission. Our mission is in two phases. Phase number one is eliminate the Ra. Phase number two, now that you got rid of the Ra and you're in a place of good, don't put it in park yet. Now put it in drive. Now start climbing the ladder. Start going higher and higher and higher. And we see this in all facets of Yiddishkeit. Right now we're in the season of Sfira Soimer. What is Sfira Soimer? That, that on, when the Jews left Egypt, that was one major punch to defeat Mitzrayim, a major blow of defeating the Ra, but it wasn't finished yet. Came to Kriyas Yamsuf, that was the knockout punch, where Paroi and the Mitzrayim were defeated totally, finished. We eliminated the Ra. So, so, so we're done. We're not done. Now we're climbing a ladder every single day to get to Shavuos, to get to Matan Torah, to receive the Torah requires a person being thirsty, knowing that I'm not finished yet. I want to go another, I want to go higher and higher because it's Ein Soif. Hashem is infinite. The Torah is infinite. And Rav Nosenzal says, we see this in the holiday of, in Likud HaLochas Hilchas Chanukah, the first Halacha. Rav Nosenzal shows us there that the word Chanukah is Miloshim Chinuch. Chinuch means basic education. What is basic education in Judaism? There were two miracles on Hanukkah. Miracle number one was defeating the Greeks, the battle against evil, the war against Rabbim Admiatim Tmeim Beatohoirim, defeating the Greeks. Miracle number two was that little vial of pure oil and a one-day supply of oil or less than one-day supply of oil and stretching it, increasing it. The miracle going higher and higher. Every additional day of Hanukkah, the miracle became bigger. Imagine this less than one day supply is burning for two days. No, no, not two days, three days. Not three days, eight days. This growing, this a person that in Judaism, there's no such thing as a person putting it in park ever, saying, I got my membership card. I'm an Orthodox Jew. I'm a breast lover. I'm a tzaddik. No such thing in Judaism. It's, it's constantly going higher and higher, constantly climbing this ladder. However, Abnosazal says now again, one of the critical, critical elements in Yiddishkeit, and especially in the midst of Tzedakah, is the level of honesty and integrity involved. When the person's intent in giving the tzedakah is real, I'm giving it for the right purpose. I'm giving it because Hashem said so. And I'm giving it because I want this poor person who's upset, who's depressed, who's down. I want to bring joy and happiness to them. 
to fulfill the will of Hashem. It's not about me. It's not about, I want them to announce that I gave $18,000. It's not because I want my name on the building or I want my name publicized. Not for the sake of honor or arrogance, for a person to feel like a big shot and to feel great and for the poor person to cower in front of me and for them to say thank you and, and to say, um, to tell, to compliment me that I'm such a good person and everything. And certainly not to persecute and insult the religious people by, by the charity the person gives. Rav Zal says, as is prevalent nowadays, imagine he's saying this 150 years ago, that the very wealthy people, who do they give money to? The presidential campaign. They donate a million dollars or two million dollars to the presidential campaign or to some other thing which is public, which is going to be in the newspapers, where it's going to be highly public visible. And the reason why the person is donating the money is not because that guy needs it, is because <laughs> people are going to know who I am. They're going to see how rich I am. They're going to know that I'm not a schlepper. I'm one of the wealthy people. I'm one of those big guns. Oi. Or there's another group of people who will only give money to those people who are submissive to them, who follow their path exactly like they are. They don't keep Shabbat. They want to give. They don't want to give to those religious guys, to those parasites. To the, they want to support things that are exactly like them, the causes that are similar to them. A hospital nothing to do with religion, just like the person's not into religion, he's not looking to support religious causes, cultural things, uh, med- medical things, even if those, the, the, the causes they're supporting or the people they're supporting are not really righteous people at all. Or sometimes supporting people who are real evil, evil, wicked people. Whereas to the religious people, to those people who are genuinely religious and, and authentic, who don't flatter them and who don't who don't write their name in big letters and and they don't follow their path. They're not going in the same path as these philanthropists who are not religious and, and, and not necessarily nice people. Asher loy their path, which is not the right path. Loy dai not only do these wealthy people not donate to these religious people, afgam heim but rather they persecute them. Umishtadlem lekapeach parnasosam, and they try to cut down, they try to convince the government not to support Jewish causes, not to support yeshivas, not to support the religious people. To swallow them up alive. We have a situation like this 
in, in our country, in Eretz Yisroel, in the wonderful Eretz Yisroel, where, where the, the, the non-religious governmental leaders, some of them, went and, and they, they put into newspapers and everything that, again, the, the, the religious people parasite. The, all the problems with the Israeli economy are because of these religious people who don't what They're in these yeshivas and stuff, all of this stuff. That's what's really defeating the economy. And then we take a look at the sheet. We take a look at how much money the government gives to a person studying in Kolel, and we see how much money is the government giving to a universe, person studying in university, where they're studying baloney, they're studying how to hate Judaism, support Palestinian causes, or, or worse than that, studying how to figure out how we make a boy think he's a girl or a girl know that she's a boy. And, and those people are getting five times or 10 times the amount of government support as a, these are things, these are statistics that are very visible if a person wants to look honestly. But there's this shaker being promoted by these upper class, these wealthier people, these people that are in power, that are controlling the press and everything, that present an image as if they're the good guys. They're donating millions, $20 million, $30 million to this university, to that university, whereas to religious causes, no, no, no. We'd be much better off if they closed down, if those yeshivas and stuff closed down, if those religious people died, we know that there was a time, unfortunately, during World War II, <clears throat> when Jews were trying to find a place to escape to, to run away from the Holocaust. And there were Jews who tried to get into Eretz Yisrael at the time. And there were Jews who gave a command to shoot, to blow up that boat, to blow up a boat of Jewish refugees who were trying to save their lives or to cause the boat to turn around and go back to Germany to be killed. So we see that among our people, there's all kinds of different levels of emes and different levels of, of mimenu, And were it not for Hashem, who saves the poor person, the, the real poor person, from those who are more powerful than him. And, and therefore, this type of charity where again, it's being given to non-religious causes or anti-religious, supporting anti-religious things or supporting, supporting things that don't really need money. Rav Nelson says that kind of charity is nothing. Not only are these people not repairing anything, but through their charity, they're causing major damage to the Jewish nation and to the world by promoting, by supporting some of these universities today that have gotten kids so confused, they don't know if they're a boy or a girl, or Jewish kids who are going and, and, and screaming, protesting against the state of Israel, against Eretz Yisrael, against Jew Jewish causes. That kind of charity is not mitzvah, it's a sin. Consider a sin. As the Gemara expounds on this Pasuk in Mishle, that stucker, truth stucker, can elevate a nation. Whereas the kindness of other nations sometimes 
is considered a sin. Those people who are supporting the wonderful United States of America who donates $2 billion to the Palestinians, but doesn't bother to see because they're shown pictures of Palestinians living in slums and everything. And we want these people to have normal housing. They give the billion dollars, but they don't check to see where the billion dollars go to. We find out that Aser Yarafat has bank accounts in Europe with a half a billion dollars. Where did that money come from? From the charitable United States and Europe and, and many of them Jewish people, Jewish with kind hearts who saw a picture of this, this unfortunate Palestinian family and they thought that their money was going to go to this unfortunate Palestinian family and didn't realize that it went to Arafat and to Hamas and this and that to, and to buy guns and gunpowder to murder Jews and to murder Palestinians. Not just murder Jews, murdering their own people. Rahman al Islam. Where are we? Because these people are giving money only to make themselves big, to glorify themselves. It's not about glorifying Hashem. It's about self-glorification and to insult the religious people, to insult Hashem. <coughs> Because through that kind of charity, they are strengthening the forces of evil, the lies. By them using their money to support Sheker. Because as we said earlier, the main place where Sheker is connected to is money. And that's why, that's where there's the greatest potential for sheker is when it comes to money. For a person to, to think that they're, they're using their money the right way and they don't realize it's the opposite. Or people thinking they're going to do this and this and make money and they end up losing money. All kinds of shkorim that are related to money. And this is why we find that there are many, many mistakes being done in the Jewish nation regarding donating charity. As the Gemara says, The Gemara says that it's not so easy for a person to have the privilege of giving charity to someone that really deserves it. As the Gemara says in Sukkah, where it speaks about Stukkah, and it says there, maybe you're going to say, whoever wants to jump and give charity, they're free. What, what's holding you back? The Pasuk says, how precious is real chesed. The Gemara says there, it's very rare that a person succeeds in giving charity to a real, real, true, worthy, deserving cause. Ayin Shamba Pirish Rashi. Take a look at Rashi over there 
on that Pasuk, Mayokar Chazdachelikim, and in the Gemara. There's the story with Rablevi Yitzhak Bradich of Zal. That one son, Erev Yom Kippur, I believe it was, one of the wealthy people in Berdichev came to him and he wanted to show the Rebbe <clears throat> what a good person he is and all the charities. So he had a book where he had the charities that had given that year and he had written down this charity, this char this person. So Rebbe Yitzhak Berdichev went down the list and he said, no, 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 yes, no, no, no. Going down the list and saying, these things that you gave were not successful. Nothing showed up on the scoreboard. You have him in baseball, another sport. Person hits a single, a duck, zero. The, the scoreboard shows zero. It looks as if he accomplished something, but he didn't really accomplish any, anything yet. And sometimes it's the places that you think that this, was, this wasn't so meaningful. That was your greatest success. That's where you are matzliach. And therefore, a Jew has to daven to Hashem a lot, plead and beg Hashem to be zoichet, to, to fulfill the mitzvah of tzedakah properly. To be zoichet, to give it to a real, worthy, really deserving cause or person. And all of this depends on how really honest that person is, how honest and sincere they really are in their heart. A person who really wants to do what Hashem wants. It's not about me at all. On the contrary, I want to run away. The Gemara says, run away from Kavod. Kavod is deadly. Kavod is dangerous. It's the last thing you want. Ki ha-kavod Kavod belongs to Hashem. So a person whose intention is purely to fulfill the will of Hashem, yizakeyu Hashem yizborach sheitin laniyem hagunim. Hashem will give that person the privilege of giving to real, worthy, poor people. V'yisaken al-yidei ha-tztokva harbe. And through that person's giving tztokva, they'll be accomplishing incredible, incredible major things. It'll be a major repair to the world. That person will be involved in subduing the sheker, making it subservient to the emes. And one of the most powerful mitzvahs which helps us accomplish this is giving tzedakah properly. Whereas a person whose intention, the reason they're giving is only for, for themselves, self-satisfaction and, and, and honor and respect, especially if this person is part of the opposition, this person, the choylek al hakshirim hamitim. This person opposes the really religious people. Azai machshiloi Hashem isbarach ba'aniim she'ena mehugunim. Hashem makes sure that that person's money does not go to the right causes. Hashem makes that person stumble to give their money to people and causes that are not worthy. 
so that the person will forfeit their olam haba by, by giving their money to the to support sheker to support the wrong things. As we find by Yirmiya Hanavi, the Gemara says that Yirmiya Hanavi was one of the great tzaddikim, and during his time there were people that he was the one who tried telling the Jews if we don't do tshuva. There's going to be a churban. Hashem is going to destroy the Beis Hamikdash. He's going to destroy the Jewish people. And there were people that didn't listen. There were people that wanted to kill him, put him in prison. So the Pasuk says there that Yermia Novi was mispawel to Hashem. He said to Hashem, Be'es apcha asebohem. Hashem, when you're angry, get them. The Dosh Rabbi Senuzal, the Gemara says in Baba Kama, what was he praying for? Hashem, please make sure that their charity goes to the wrong places. Make sure that their money goes to unworthy poor people. This is written about those who opposed Yirmiyanavi. He was the true tzaddik of the generation at that time. And this is what Rabbi Nezal explains also in chapter 31 in Muna. Rabbi Nezal shows there in Likut Imran that the main value of Tzedakah is the Emuna that's associated with it. As we see clearly in Apostle, where it speaks about Avram Avinu, and it puts these two together. It says there, Vehemin Bashem, Avram Avinu believed in Hashem, and Hashem considered that Tzedakah. Because we know the Zohar Kodesh tells us that Emuna is dependent on Emes. Because if there's no Emes, you believe in Hashem, and I believe in Hocus Pocus, I believe in a tree. And who's to say that you're right, more right than I am? So there's something that has to come before emuna. Emes ve'emuna choyk v'loyava. A person has to have a certain level of honesty in order to be able to discover which is the right emuna. What should I believe in and what I shouldn't believe in? Bebchinas, as the Zohar HaKadosh says, Tzedek hadeschabres be'emes is avida semuna. That when you take tzedek and you attach emes to it, then it becomes emuna. Because the real perfection and fulfillment of tzedaka is dependent on these two criteria. Emes. I'm, I'm giving it to help the poor person or am I giving it to help myself? I have a need for kavod, for, for, for honor, for respect. So I have a need for flattery to people to to flatter me, and that's that's why I'm giving the money. Am I giving it for that reason, or is it really not about me at all? It's about Hashem. It's about the fact that Hashem says, "Li hakesev, li hazov, num Hashem." All money belongs to me. Hashem says, and it's not yours, and you have no right to touch it until you fulfill the partnership. Hashem says there's a partnership when it comes to money. And, and it should really, it should be, Hashem should get 90 and we should get 10. But Hashem is a real nice guy. So Hashem says, we're going to turn it upside down. You keep 90, but
but make sure you give me my 10 to show that you realize that I'm the silent, I'm the real partner. I'm the real, it's all really my money, my money, my money. It's Hashem's money. And when a person gives tzedakah properly, they're showing that they believe in Hashem. And again, it's being, it's being measured by the emes, the level of emes. How much is it about me? And how much is it about Hashem? We mentioned many times that if you want to, if you ask a person, tell me in one word, what's the purpose of creation? What's the purpose of everything, everything? So people are going to come up with all kinds of different ideas. But the final Mishnah in Pirkei Avos answers that question. The Mishnah says, Kol ma Everything that Hashem created in the world, He created only for His covenant, for Hashem's covenant. That's the purpose of all of creation. That's the purpose of everything. As it says, So especially when it comes to Torah, a person who's learning Torah so that people will respect me, so that I will regain, I will gain respect and honor, they're missing the point, they're missing the boat. That the, the whole Yiddishkeit is all about Hashem's kavod and kavodat Torah and kavodat Sadik and trying to minimize my own kavod. Rabbi Nezal begins chapter 6 on the Kut Imran, Ki tzorech kolodam lemait b'chvoid atzmoi ulaharboiz b'chvoid hamokoin. He connects these two together in one sentence, that this is what it's really all about. Yiddishkeit is about being marbe b'chvoid hamokoin. How do you accomplish that? By being memait b'chvoid atzmoi. The less I, the less I, my, the less personal kavoid, the more kavoit Hashem. Any personal kavoit a person is looking from, they're impinging on Hashem's kavoit. They're lessening the kavoit of Hashem. Any questions? Good morning, Rav Nassim. Um, I'm understanding there's a sliding scale from giving tzedakah to the worst possible causes and it's, and it's, and it's evil to giving tzedakah to the highest causes. Um, in, the, in the end of the big first paragraph of Nosson Zarat, Shemisha Nosson Tzedakah Betivo Einu Nechshav, what he mean, does he, what does he mean there in the light of the fact that, that we know that no good thought ever gets lost? Um, and how does that apply to the sliding scale from all the way to the left to all the way to the right? You're 100% right, and, and that's why I, 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 I spoke about it a little bit when I mentioned it. He means it's not, it's, not the, it's not a knockout punch. It's not a home run. When a person's giving it because it comes natural to them to give it, that's not your home run punch. It's when it's unnatural, when it's uncomfortable, unpleasant, that's when you're really getting your, your home run. Your, yeah, that's when you're getting the, the highest credit for the mitzvah of tzedakah. So one minute, does this mean that when it comes, that I'm going to stop giving, you know, when it's natural? No, that's not what he's telling us to do. But he's telling us, like you said, this sliding scale. And you need to know that that sometimes it's, it isn't until there's an ouch involved or a little bit of a discomfort involved <laughs> that that's the real, that's the, the real mitzvah of tzedakah. 
Now, again, there are exceptions to this rule, just like there's exceptions to everything. Rav Zal, I, I just had a discussion with a close friend about this recently, that the Gemara in Baba Basra, which we're speaking about here, says there that, that your oppressors, charity. The Gemara says there that when a Jew pays taxes to a non-Jewish government, that the, the, the Jew gets credit for giving stucker. That's also considered stucker. And so, one minute, Rav Zal didn't know that Gemara. He did know that Gemara. But like you said, sliding scale, sliding scale. That even, even when a person has to pay taxes to second non-Jewish government, that's also considered a type of stucker. Not to be compared, not to be compared within a person giving to Jewish causes. And again, with Jewish causes, a person supporting a hospital, which, which saves lives, physical lives, it has a certain value. It, it has a certain value. But, but, a person, but saving lives of people who are not observant at all, no Torah, no mitzvahs or anything like that, their lives are, are not anywhere near as precious and valuable as a Jew who puts on tzitzis and tefillin, as saving a life of a person who every day this person is living, they are a factory of mitzvahs and mazah. They're fulfilling the purpose of creation. The purpose of creation was lich voidi, kavod of Hashem. And the kavod of Hashem is being expanded and, and increased, especially by those people who fulfill the will of Hashem. The, the non-Jews also have a place. There is a place, a significant place. But, like you said, sliding scale. And when we turn it upside down, when we're supporting things, when people donating to an organization, to certain federations, where at a time when we take a look at the, the, the bank sheet, 90% of the money is going to non-Jewish causes and non-religious causes, and 10% possibly is going to support religious causes, those people need to know what value, what bang they're getting for their buck. And again, if they're supporting causes that are anti-religious, they're in big trouble. They're in big trouble. Person shows up, sometimes a person comes to the bank and they, they want to look at their bank statement or they, they go online today and they're expecting to see, you know, $300,000. And they see a minus and they say, what? What in the world is going on? How, it's, it's not possible. I put in, I put, you put in losing, you invested in losing stocks, losing things that not only didn't you make money, but you lost your principal and, and you, you got into debt. Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone so obviously, and Rav Nassim and Rav Nachman uh, talk a lot about giving tzedakah for, for causes for the, for the tzaddik, and, and uh, that's obviously the best thing. Um, but just because uh, you mentioned Lenuk Sayyach tzedakah, I don't want to put you on the spot on a political or difficult issue, but there are people who would say that, you know, although giving, you know, giving taxes to a non-Jewish government might be some form of tzedakah, that giving taxes to the Israeli government, for example, would be a horrible thing. What? Uh, how do we? How do we manage? You know the 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 emphasis that the government in place in Eretz Israel puts on things that we would not support um, versus the fact that there are laws that we have to abide by. The answer is 
sliding scale, meaning that, that there's incredible diversity in opinions among rabbis as, as how to deal with this. There are rabbis that will tell you that it's also for a Jew <clears throat> to withhold one shekel, one agura of paying full taxes that the government requires a person to pay and not looking for any loopholes and not looking for any tricks. And there are other people that would say, like you, like you sort of said and hinted to, that every penny going to this government is, is increasing your minus, chas v'shom, in your account. Because unfortunately, the majority, unfortunately, the majority of the money that the government is using, you know, spending, is going to non-religious causes, unfortunately, etc. And there are some rabbis that say, but so what? Still, there is a lot of government money that is going to help... Uh, Poor people, religious poor people, and yeshivas, and those kind of things. So, a person could say that my money, my let my money be that money that's being used, you know, for the good purposes, that kind of thing. And a question in the chat: What about Dina de Malchusadina? That the Shulchan Aruch tells us that the law of the land must be respected by everyone. The answer is that there are, there is diversity. There are different opinions among religious leaders as to exactly how this applies. And each person has to, has to go to their rabbi, to their poiseg, to their rabbi, in order to know exactly how this applies to me in my circumstance, in my situation. It's a, it's a delicate, like you said, it's a delicate, difficult topic. And, and there are different opinions in the orthodox world. In, in the, there are different opinions regarding this at all. And, and, and like Rav Nassau said, a person has to be mispalled, plead with Hashem, beg Hashem, that sometimes money is so difficult to come by. People work so hard to have money. And now I'm giving money away. I want to make sure I give it away where I'm supposed to, to the right places, you know, to where it's going to accomplish the most. And certainly not where chas v'shom, it's going to do damage. Thank you. And you see, Rav said, the Alkin Mitsuyin Harabe to Usin Ma'oid Benoisne Hatstaka. Again, he's, he's talking about people who are giving charity, you know, people, nice guys, all kinds of different levels of nice guys. And, and he's quoting the Gemara, which says that you're going to think that whoever wants to give stuff, what's the big deal? You give, you give to a charitable course, you're giving stucco, what's the big deal? You, you don't know what a big deal it is. Just like Lahavdil comes to a person investing in the stock market. What do you do? You do eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I'm going to check which company to invest in. Or you open up a, a yellow pages and whatever page it opens up, that's, that's the company I'm going to put my money into. There are people that don't do enough research or don't know anything about investing. And, 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 some, and, and in most cases, their money goes down the drain. And there are some people who are very smart, highly educated people, highly educated, doctors, lawyers, very smart people. And yet when it comes to investing, they have no idea. Guy earns $2 million a year and the guy lost $5 million in the stock, you know, in some kind of thing, because that's not his field. He doesn't know anything about it. And he thought it looked like a good thing. And somebody told me that this was a good thing. And, and the person lost all their money in it. So when it comes to tzedakah, here the Shulchan Aruch says how important it is for a person to know that you need an investment advisor. 
that unless you yourself are very, very knowledgeable and very qualified to know all the laws about stucker and all the details about different levels of quality of stucker, you better find somebody who knows more than you and whom you can trust and, and say that by having him give my charity, I'm, I'm confident it's going to do much more than by me doing it. I mentioned that my, my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld, one of his very close students in the United States, <laughs> this student made Aliyah. He moved to Eretz Yisrael. And, and Rav Rosenfeld was so proud of him because he encouraged all of his Talmidim to, to move to Eretz Yisrael. And when he was in Eretz Yisrael, he would send his Meiser back to America to Rav Rosenfeld for Rav Rosenfeld to distribute it. Now he knew Rav Rosenfeld used all of, would send all of that Meiser money to Eretz Yisrael to support the Breslov causes at the time. We're talking about 50, 60 years ago when Breslov was tiny. There weren't that many Breslov causes. But Rav Rosenfeld was one of the main people who supported Breslov Yerushalayim at the time and, and certain other things. And this person would send his money. This person lived in Yerushalayim and he interacted. He met those rabbis who Rav Rosenfeld was supporting. He could very easily have said, I'm, I'm going to send it to him and he'll, what? Uh, it's much easier for me to give it. This person was smart enough to know <laughs> that he has no idea who to give, how much to give, when to give, all of these things. No comparison at all to a real Talmud Chacham, number one, who knows all the laws and all the details regarding tzedakah that are written in Shulchan Aruch and that are not written in Shulchan Aruch. Sometimes a person's following the law, doing exactly what it says in Shulchan Aruch and getting a big Avera for doing it because they did it in a way that embarrassed the poor person. They didn't know that it doesn't say that. It doesn't tell you all the tricks about knowing how to do it in a way that the poor person won't feel insulted or embarrassed or how to select which cause is more critical, less critical, all kinds of different details. And, and you saw that the, the Torah speaks about this, that there's a certain value when the one who's receiving the charity does not know exactly the person who, they, who gave it to them. And when the one who's giving the charity doesn't know exactly who it's going to. Because when they do see each other, then there's embarrassment on the part of the poor person. And there could be arrogance. There could be a temptation for the one who gave the money. Look at that. He isn't even saying thank you to me. Look at that. He isn't even bowing down to me. I gave $1,000 to that person. Why isn't he? When they don't know each other, there's a certain value that there's less chance of certain mistakes. We should be zeicha. We should be zeicha. Hashem should give us what we need for ourselves, and Hashem should put us in a position to give. To, to, we're in the season now. We just left Pesach when Hashem cleaned out Egypt. Of all, Egypt was the center of the wealth of the world at that time, and Hashem turned all of that wealth over to Klal Yisrael. Hashem should give Klal Yisrael and all the right causes, all the money that they need. And, and it should lead to Hashem's covenant. It should lead to the Gula Shlema, the coming of Mashiach, and the Herb Yameno, Amen, Amen.